You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com. holidays to everyone listening to for your distraction adam are are you a happy holidays kind of guy or are you strictly merry christmas i say whatever the person who's talking to me says pretty much if somebody says happy holidays i'll say happy holidays if somebody says merry christmas i'll say merry christmas if i'm being honest though most of the time if somebody says happy holidays or merry christmas i just say oh you too and then go about my business you're a man of few words. Yeah, yeah. We don't got time for all yeah. those words. Are you kidding me? I got shit to do. Yeah, I've been. Uh, there's been a couple times where I've I've done the happy holidays without even realizing it, and then been shouted at. All right, Merry Christmas, and I'm like, oh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> I think people. Don't, pardon. I don't. I don't think people recognize that this time of year is not just a holiday for Christmas. It is many. Many religions have their holidays at this time of the year, so I think people forget that. Or and they just actually, don't want to recognize right now, it. right now, as we're recording the show, Christmas is technically over. Christmas was yesterday, and we're on to New Year's now. So when I say Happy Holidays, I feel like it encompasses both Christmas and New Year's. So, um, pretty much. How was your How was your Christmas? Uh, it was fine. We did we did Christmas a day early uh, in my family because uh, my mother worked on Christmas. So we Christmas Eve, I went over, brought some presents over to her house. And uh, my mother is just getting over COVID. She actually uh, could officially leave the house today and she went to work today. So she's been sick for the past like couple weeks. So I didn't I wore my mask, didn't stay too long, just kind of open presents and yada 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 for a bit and then i left and i went to go visit my grandmother and drop some presents off at her we just did kind of a social distancing christmas we didn't really gather together everybody's like feeling sick and tired and just didn't really want to do anything so i was like all right and then i got drunk that night and then woke up super late on christmas day and felt great because i didn't have to go anywhere very cool yeah kind of the same for me uh it was a different Christmas than what I'm used to. Uh, went over to my mother's house on Christmas Eve and celebrated there. And then on Christmas Day, went over to Kristen's sister's house and celebrated there. And uh, I'm not I'm not going to give any names because I did this on a on a earlier podcast and got in trouble and you had to do some editing. But I've had seven, including myself members of my family get covid not gonna like i said not gonna mention names yeah 
So we're all, I, yeah, everybody in my family, all seven of us, uh, went through the hard times and we're better now. And we're kind of like in the, we're good, we're back to normal, and we have antibodies. Yeah, so we don't bastard. we don't have to worry about getting sick anymore or getting anybody else sick, which I mean, I mean having having COVID absolutely sucks. You can still get COVID again. It's not like you can't. I can't for three months. I don't. I think that's true for most, but not all. I um, there there's it's there science, are, Adam. But there are stories out there: people who had COVID then got over it, and then like within a month, they're like, "Oh, I tested positive again for it." They, yeah, they're, they're, I don't those, believe it. I don't believe it. Those, those people are few didn't have it the first time. Well, they tested positive and then had to quarantine, and then they, they like they're rare stories. I'm not saying that there are many. There are rare stories. That's why I said probably not you, but there are some rare stories of people that had it and then got sick again within like a month. So. Well, I have we we have a mutual friend who is a scientist and studies this, so we're going to ask him the question. But my my wife has been a freak about this. And she has checked every source in the world, and it, I don't think it can happen. At least for three months, arguably even longer. Now, there's there's talk out of the UK that there's a second strain that has mutated or something. I, I don't know the deeds behind this. That's different, because that's a different strain. But the COVID-19, no, you can't. can't happen. Now, there's people who say they had it. But they really didn't, and then they really did get it, and they said, "Oh, I got it twice." They're full of shit. They didn't really get. it. Is it possible to catch a Google? Is it possible to catch a coronavirus disease again? The hope is that people who've been exposed to the new coronavirus will have immunity to it. When you have immunity, your body can recognize and fight off the virus that causes COVID nineteen. But it's possible that people who've had COVID nineteen can get sick again and maybe infect other people. I heard there was a guy in China. Because China got it initially. They got it first and foremost. Uh, he had it like a year ago. He, had, he was like on the cutting edge of COVID. And he did get it again. But that's because like the statute of limitations had expired for him. His immunity had run out. So if you do that, then yes, you can. But I'm well within my three-month grace period. So... I, honest to God, have zero to worry about. Zero. Um, and I'm not the kind of person who goes place without a mask. I'll still wear a mask just to make people around me feel comfortable. But no, I can't. I can't get it. At least for three months, and then it's back to old ways. But hopefully by then we can have this vaccine out, and I'm going to get that then. But I'm not going to get the vaccine right now because I have the antibodies. But enough about COVID, because we're going to talk about that in a little bit here. I'm sure. But my holidays went uh, went slightly different because it was just my immediate family. We didn't have aunts, uncles, cousins, uh, my grandma. Like We just didn't see them because, because of everything going on. So we kept it small, and it was different. It was different this year, but it was still a nice time. Uh how do I sound, Adam? Uh, you sound I... better than you did before, I think. I, I think you I sound have... a little more clear. I was good this year. Santa brought me a brand new set of headphones with a really nice microphone for doing podcasts. So hopefully I sound crisp and nice, but uh, who knows? 
This is my first time using him, so maybe I'm doing something wrong. There's a lot of buttons. Yeah. So we finally made it, Adam. We're here. We've we've done it. We've we've barreled through 2020, and we are almost at the end of the road. I don't want to jinx it, but we're almost there. Like we still have like what five days left. Sh- shit can happen still, but we're almost there. This was arguably felt like the longest year. It has just been a very, very tough year for a lot, a lot of reasons. And God, I hope 2021 is better. I don't know. I don't see how it could be much worse, but I'm. You say that, but again, don't jinx us, Scott. Let's let's wait till we get into 2021 before we say it's better. So let's recap. Let's recap our 2020. Let's 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 talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, I I mean let's let's talk about the elephant in the room, the number one thing, the worst thing to happen, which we were already talking about because it's all we can talk about: the coronavirus, the global pandemic, COVID nineteen. Yes, COVID nineteen. I got it. I know a lot of friends and family who've gotten it. There's probably a bunch of people listening right now that either had it or know somebody who had it. I know people who've died from it. I'm lucky enough that I've not known anybody who's died, but I've known obviously you and I've known other people that have had it too. I've had family that's had it. I don't know how, but I've managed to avoid it. Well, good for you. I've avoided it like the plague. So let's just say that. (laughs) Um, I'm, I've avoided it for so long now that with everybody around me getting it, that it's kind of like my new goal to never have it, at least to make it till when the vaccine's ready, which we're hoping what spring, summer is the hope that it'll be ready, right. make it till then and then get the vaccine. Then, you know, after that point, it's like, all right, fine. Hit me COVID. Yeah. So, I mean, that was the big thing that happened in 2020 and everything gets closed. Everything gets shut down bars, restaurants, businesses. Uh, you couldn't go to the gym anymore. I know you were devastated about that. You know what? One. I've been, I've been working out the past couple weeks. I got my own little, my own little setup here. I've got some dumbbells here, uh, different yeah. size plates I could throw on. So I've been working out. So I've been a lot happier the past couple weeks. So Good. screw the gym. Good. Who needs the gym? I got this. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I was going to put on, we talked about this on the show. I was going to host a bar crawl event where we went to different oh, bars. We rented a, full, a bus. I do miss that. That got canceled because of the coronavirus. That was a bummer. Uh, the Jimmy Buffett concert. As you know, I'm a huge parrot head. Love Jimmy Buffett. I've seen him in concert like eight times. Good Kristen, Lord. I think, I think Kristen's seen him 12 times. Uh, you went with me. You've been to. You've seen him once, and it's yes. a good time. This year, this past summer, he was supposed to have his concert. We had so many people going with us this year. We had people like you who've gone before. People like me who've gone tons of times. We had people going who have never been before, and we had people going who had been a long time, hadn't been there forever. It was going to be awesome. It was going to be so many people. For Your Distraction takes over the Buffett concert. Hell yeah, live from Jimmy Buffett. We were going to do it. We were going to come to you live from the Buffett tailgate. 
but COVID had to go and ruin that for us. We could have we could have revived Periscope and used to do Periscope all the time on there. We could have yeah. done Hell yeah. Facebook Live on there. Oh, that would have been great. Hell yeah. Yeah, it would have been nice. Thank COVID for that audience. You missed out. God. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, there were some big downers, but uh, we also had some positive things. There's a few. And There's a few. The big, the big one for me was the 2020 election, and Donald Trump was defeated by Joe Biden. And I know there's people out there, probably people listening, who think, it ain't over yet. Trump hasn't lost a bunch of fucking cheaters out there. Fuck you. You're wrong. Trump lost. Yeah, I and still that was that was arguably my highlight of 2020. You were a you were insufferable for up until the election. <laughs> up until like the week after the election, you were just terrible just for the entire year of 2020 just constantly Posting about Trump, arguing with people about Trump, talking about Trump did this, Trump did that, and I agree with you. Trump's a terrible person, but every now and then you got to stop talking about him. But you, for this this year especially, you were just all you were so into it. So I'm happy that you're happy about this that you finally had something good. Because if Tr- Trump would have won in 2020, I I don't I think you would have like had a stroke or something like that, yeah. paralyzed part of your body or some shit like that. It would have been horrible. Well, hopefully 2021 brings significantly less Trump discussions because that would be great. That we can would only be hope. fantastic. I've yeah. seen, I've seen, if Biden gets in, he's a nice, boring president, you know. I've seen some of his uh, cabinet that he's, he's trying to choose. They seem nice and boring. I've never heard of him before. So it would be very nice to not have to think about politics every fucking day again. That would be a win. Oh, and as I've said on this show umpteen times, I'm certainly no huge fan of Joe Biden. He's just also not Donald Trump. So I plan on attacking Joe Biden when he does something I don't agree with. But something tells me that will be significantly less than it was with Donald Trump. Didn't he pick Pete Buttigieg to be on his cabinet for something? Yeah, transportation secretary. I, or something I heard like that, that, but I didn't like look it up to confirm it. So I think that's it. I could be wrong. He's, he's young. I mean, we had some foul thoughts of him later on in the um, primaries, but you yeah. know, he's he's a he's a young man. Maybe bring some new light in there. Hopefully, yeah, new maybe. light into transportation. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of transportation and housing. A big, big news for our boy Adam. You got a brand new sick whip, I, uh, and you you moved into a brand new apartment. I Tell got, us about those. I got a new apartment. It's a very nice. It's small and cozy. It, the, the word would be cozy, I guess, if you had advertised it. So it's it's pretty small, but like it's nice. It suits my needs just fine. Great looking hardwood floors. I'll, I'll give it that. The paint job in the living room is a it's a little ugly. Not gonna lie, but you know I'm not looking at the fucking walls all the time. What do I care? Um, it's, it's a nice little place and I did get a new car. Um, I'm leasing a car, not by choice, mind you. I would have preferred if I had kept my old Jeep, that way I wouldn't have a car payment right now, but, um, I did get a nice new car. The first new car that I've ever driven. It's not mine, but it's a lease. I got a, uh, Honda Civic. Civics are nice. They're great on gas. Uh, I've never had a car that had Bluetooth connection. So my, every time I get in the car, it's amazing. The last thing I listen to, it just starts right up. Connects my phone to it. It's awesome. I'm living in the future, Scott. I'm living in the future. Must be nice. Yeah. 
So must be nice. So C twenty twenty wasn't all bad. No, it's it wasn't. There, it wasn't terrible. There were a few positives. Yeah, mixed I, in there with all the shit. I've got a new beard. My beard is growing long. It's very Gettysburg like right now. It's getting long, and I'm letting it grow. I, I'm sure if uh, COVID hadn't made everybody quarantine and I was out socializing, I probably would have trimmed it up and trimmed it, kept it trimmed down more. But I said, screw it. And now I got a nice long beard. You're starting to look like General Armistad from from the Gettysburg movie, the Ted Turner. <laughs> Fucking love that movie. Okay. I'll have, to, I'll have to change my profile pic on Facebook. And <laughs> I, I have a nice little picture that kind of shows how long it's gotten, so I'll have to update that. And I'll have to update it on Tinder, too. Ladies, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <clears throat> I'm, I've officially, like, delving into my dad bod phase of my life. I've been, I've been overweight my entire life, but, like, now that I'm in my early 30s, I feel like being a little chubby is going to work for me because I'm working out, I'm lifting a lot every and every day pretty much. So, like, I feel like I'm going to get some big arms and I'm going to get some nice muscly legs, but I'm going to be a little chubby. So I'm going to just kind of slide right into that dad bod uh, type of uh, person. Dude, dad bod is all the rage right now. It is, and I'm so happy about that. Yeah. I'm waiting. That's what's up. That's what's up. You just wait till wait till everybody gets the vaccine and summertime we can all go back to the bars. Just you wait. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be jacked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be huge. My arms are gonna be so big. So on a more somber note, let's get right, let's get into this, Adam. Uh, we always discuss people that we lost the year it's our in memoriam if you will yes for fyd of the year now adam and i we we discussed this before we started 2020 and covid and everything going on there were so many people this year who kicked the proverbial bucket if you will so we we could spend the entire show talking about famous people celebrities movie stars, whoever that we lost. So we had to cut it short. We had to just mention a few of the significant ones, some of the ones that had meaning to us. Yes, not not significant in general, just significant to us personally. Right, right, correct. So uh, would you like to start naming off a few that... Uh... Um, you, you made a list. I'm just kind of going off a list I found on the internet because I didn't want to write it all down. So I'm just going to okay. kind of go through this list. A little bit, and just kind of mention a few names, and I'll let you mention a few names. Um, sure, sure. Uh, one, for instance, uh, we lost Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Let's oh just yeah, go right off right off uh, politics. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, we lost uh-huh. her. She was older, so you know it's. I hate to say that it's nice, but it is nice that she got to live a full life. You know, she was eighty-seven when she died. So, right. um, but she died. I don't think it was COVID related. I no, think it she was had cancer. cancer. Yeah, cancer. She had it. She had been battling cancer for a long time. Other than cancer, she was in great shape for her age. I uh, could only wish that when I get that old, I'm in that good of shape. Right, right. Unfortunately, and she did, and she had been fighting cancer for two years. She was kicking cancer's ass all the way up until the end. Uh, she's she's just an inspiration to women. I mean. Uh, Absolutely. It was sad that we lost her, and it's especially sad we lost her when we did under a Trump administration. I think I say she couldn't have waited like one more year, just one more year. Just saying. Yeah, um, yeah. We lost Van, Eddie Van Halen. That was another one. Yeah, another I had I had a Van Halen phase. 
I, I never had a Van Halen phase, but I think I mentioned it mainly because it was shocking, I guess, because right. he's he's one of those kind of like music artists you kind of hear of every now and then. You're like, oh, yeah, Van Halen. I've see, heard a couple songs by him, but it's like, hey, by the way, Eddie Van Halen died at the age of 65, also from cancer, by the way. Yeah. So I was like, oh, shit. Um, yeah, I was a Van Halen fan, not a Van Hagar. Let's just let's just call it how it is. Uh, I'll, I'll mention one more name. Um, okay. This one is, and then I'll let you name a few. This one was probably one of one of like the top three most surprising people that I thought to die. And this person died in an accident. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Yes. It's it's one of those things, and I remember when it happened. Me and my mother were talking about it mm-hmm. when Kobe Bryant died in the helicopter accident, a helicopter crash in California. He, um, it was kind of like, do you remember when you were a kid? And, like, Dale Earnhardt died. I do, yeah. He, like, everybody talks about that. E- even people that aren't... Like, I'm not necessarily a basketball fan. I was not necessarily a NASCAR fan. But when um, Dale Earnhardt died in that uh, car accident um, on the track, everybody yeah. was talking about that. Every single person was... Even people that weren't NASCAR fans were like, oh, shit, did you hear Dale Earnhardt died in that? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I felt like it was kind of like the same thing. Like... It was just one of those things where it's like, oh, Kobe Bryant died. Like, holy shit, he died in a fucking helicopter accident. Yeah, yeah. Kobe Bryant, Dale Earn. That's a good comparison. I also remember when Princess Diana died. That too. That's I, another one. That's a big one for my mother. Yeah, I remember where I was when that one happened. Like, like those are the ones that you're like, wait, what? Like, shocking to you. Yeah, Kobe Bryant and his daughter uh, in a helicopter crash. Uh, I, I was never again. I'm also not a big NBA basketball fan. I respect how good Kobe was. I was never a big fan. I have friends that were huge Kobe fans. That wasn't me, but it was sad nonetheless. Yes. Nonetheless, yes. Um, but I'll let you name off a few now. Okay, kind of I've got I've got a few more. Yeah, I've got a few more. Uh, this one is an actor who I've always really really respected. He was a hundred and three. So he lived a long, long life. That's Kirk Douglas. Oh, yeah. Kirk, du- Kirk Douglas passed away. I very much enjoy some of his old stuff. Great. This is next to Kobe. I would say this next one was arguably the most shocking. And that's Chadwick Boseman. I was going to save him for last. But yeah, that, I was, that, he was probably the most shocking. And that hit me. That yes. hit me hard, too. Yeah, I mean, we all love him in Black Panther and a ton of other movies, but yeah, that one, I think, was that a cancer? That was cancer also. I think so, yeah. I think it was pancreatic cancer, was it? Man, fuck cancer, Or colon dude. cancer. I think it was colon cancer that got him. Um, but yeah, fuck, fuck cancer. That's some bullshit. But yeah, Chadwick Boseman, he had, he, I, he was an actor obviously before Black Panther, but he wasn't, I think, as well known until Black Panther came about, and it would have been interesting to see his career evolve after starring in the Marvel movies, like what he would do after that. Cause we're seeing Tom Holland's career evolve. Cause he's in a, been in a bunch of different stuff ever since he became popular with playing a Spider-Man. I would have loved to see what Chadwick Boseman would have done with his popularity and picking different roles over the years, but we never get to see that, I guess. Chadwick Boseman was an actor yeah. be- before Black Panther. But he was not a movie star until Black Panther. Yeah, I'd say I'd say that for sure. So that one Better sucked. Way of saying it, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that was very sad. Um, 
so the next one I got on my list here, this one actually hit me pretty hard, even though I know he was old and I kind of knew his time was coming. But this is somebody I always loved as an actor, and that's Sean Connery. Sean Connery, yeah, that's another one. He, I've loved. It's hard to find a bad Sean Connery role. Yeah, I, I freaking loved Sean Connery. And sticking with uh with his theme, we also lost Alex Trebek. Him too. The longtime host of Jeopardy, and uh, I mean, think about the old uh, Celebrity Jeopardies. On Saturday Night Live with with Trebek and Connery and and how they uh, how they were nemesis on that show and how yeah. funny that was <laughs> and then the, and then they die like a week apart from each other and uh, yes uh, Trebek also had cancer he had been fighting cancer for a long time and he was working he was he was taping Jeopardy all the way up until his death I think what made Trebek's death uh, so surprising. Was that he was he was he almost beat cancer, like he was recovering, like he was almost yeah. in remission, like he was doing very well, and then he just killed over from it, and I was like, holy shit! I thought he was doing better. Um, another in the line of older people that died, we uh, Regis Philbin died. Yeah, I have him on my list. He was actually next. Regis Philbin. I wasn't the biggest fan, but I respect. Yeah. Uh, I respect him, and a lot of people loved him, so. Um, we also lost, um, probably a lesser known celebrity or maybe not even really a celebrity at all, but we also lost David Prowse, who was the actor that, uh, was inside the Darth Vader suit, um, in the original Star Wars movies. Right. He was, he was the one that we, yeah, he, he was the one that played in the suit while we were listening to, um, fuck, brain fart. What's his name? James Earl Jones. Yeah, well, we were listening to James Earl Jones do the voice. Oh, like he was one in the suit acting it out and stuff like that. So he, lesser known, yes. but for any nerds, probably know who he is. Oh, we did lose him this year too. Right, right. Um, another one. This this might not mean anything to you or some of our listeners, but this is a personal story to me. General Chuck Yeager. Are you familiar with Chuck Yeager? I've heard the name. I can't. So he was a World War II pilot. And he was like a fucking war hero, man. And then after the war, he was like a test pilot, flying some of the craziest shit imaginable. And the reason that I'm so fond of uh, Chuck Yeager is because when I was in junior high, a friend of mine, his uncle was a pilot. And he had one of those fucking flight simulators. Nice. And mind you, this, this was like the mid-90s. So imagine what computers were like back then. Yeah. So flight simulators on those computers were they were they, they were donkey dick, if you will. Yeah. So uh so but anyway, my buddy had this it was called the Chuck Yeager flight simulator on his computer at his house that he got from his uncle. He and we would go over his house, we fucking played it like a video game, man. And really it was like training to like be a pilot. And and I was like that's how I was like, who the fuck is Chuck Yeager? And I've like looked him up since then. So fucking impressive. Again, he was older. I believe he was in his nineties too. But still, like an American fucking legend right there who we lost this year. Yeah, I mean, flight simulators are have become popular as a game now. Like you can uh -huh. Microsoft Flight Simulator is probably one of the most popular ones, the most well known ones that exist today. And it's very much like super like learn how to fly. Like you gotta kinda like know some stuff. 
Yeah, it, it wasn't quite like that back then, but it definitely is now. Like, we loved it. We played it like a game, yeah. All right, last couple names I have on here. Uh, we'll, we'll get through them quick because we need to move on. Uh, yeah, another another politician, uh, John Lewis, the civil rights leader in Georgia, passed away. I, I res- respect him very much. Uh, a couple a couple musical artists, Kenny Rogers and uh, Little Richard. That's right, Little Richard. I did see that too. Yes, and one that just happened last week again. This is one that had meaning to me, maybe not to everybody, but Kevin Green, who was a former linebacker for the the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Carolina Panther, he's a Hall of Famer, top 10 all-time for sacks. He passed away. He was only like 58 years old. Um, Yeah, it's very sad. I I only have a few more names, too. Uh, Fred Willard. He died. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he died. He, uh, that's very sad. I really liked him and pretty much everything he's ever done. Um, Jerry Stiller died. If you were a fan of Seinfeld at King of Queens, he mm-hmm. was the um, what's his name's dad in Seinfeld. He was a wasn't he the guy who was he was like, George's dad. Yeah, but he he was like the guy who did like Festivus. He was like that originator. Yep, Festivus yep. for the rest of us. So that was him. And here's another one that I was uh, surprised that I forgot. Ian Holm died. The, uh, oh, Bilbo, the yeah, original Bilbo. Original yeah. Bilbo Baggins from the original Lord of the Rings, the first uh, trilogy. So that was very sad, too. So we lost a lot of really great people that most of them were, were older. So it's nice that they had a long life, but still, like, it's very sad. Right. And uh, I know people listening are like, what about such and such? What about this person? Like we said, I'm sure there's there's so many people out there that we forgot. So that's just our quick little in memoriam of the people who passed away that had an impact on us. So ladies and gentlemen, pour one out to one's homies. That's right. So a couple other positive things, 2020 for me, since we're doing the end of the year special. Yeah. It's like, it's like a Uh, 2020 compliment sandwich. You know, we said some good stuff. We did the bad stuff. Now we're going to finish with some good stuff. Yeah. A couple good things here. Uh, One's a little bit silly. One's a little bit personal, but the personal one is, my youngest sister, Jenny, who's been on the show, friend of the show, she listens. She got married. Congratulations, Jenny. Yes, she got married. And it was it was a COVID wedding. So it was originally supposed to be a destination wedding in Cancun, Mexico. Oh, wow. Which which kind of is still <laughs> happening, but I'll, I'll get to that. Uh, yeah, it was like it was like early August and my family had already paid all the money for the wedding in Mexico and then COVID and the place wouldn't refund our money. But what they would do is, you know, they'll postpone it. They'll, they'll wait. Yeah. They wanted to, they wanted to do it in like December of 2020. They said, we, we can hold it till the end of this year. And we're like, fuck that. We're not going, we're not going around the holidays. So they allowed us to do it like in January. So in a couple weeks here, I'm actually going to Mexico, man. Nice. But my sister's wedding still took place. They kind of amended it a little bit. They just did like a small church wedding and then just family, only family came over to my parents' house and we did like an outside reception, really small, but she actually went through with it, got married, is officially married. And this coming January, 2021, we're going to have the delayed reception in Mexico 
which I'm looking forward to. That's something I'm looking forward to in 2021, going to Mexico and having this nice little trip. But uh, here's something kind of silly. This may not seem like oh a positive thing for, for 2020, but it was something I always look forward to. And that was season two of The Mandalorian. That's right. Season we, two of Mando. And we talked about it each week. We talked about the latest episode. Man, I fucking love that show. If you're listening to this and you're not watching The Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's a really great show, even for people that really aren't Star Wars fans. Even if you're a passing fan, or you just kind of like sci-fi shows but didn't really like watch Star Wars too much, it's it's really is a good show. And we kind of like, like you said, we went over like most of the episodes after each week. Kind of started late because... Um, I wasn't watching it till later on, but when, when I got caught up, we kind of did it week by week, each episode mm-hmm. of Mando, and we did our last episode of season two last week, but one thing we forgot to do was, we forgot to kind of like, say what we felt about the whole season, like how we felt about it, and if we're looking forward to season three, and if we're confident about it. So we could do that real quick right now, I don't know about you, I, overall, even though I had problems with it, I did enjoy the season a lot. I thought it was a very good season of Mandalorian. Even the stuff that I was disappointed in, the decisions that were made, were still cool. Like, the Boba Fett stuff, as much as I I didn't think Boba Fett's overrated, Boba Fett is still cool in the show. He was still portrayed as a badass. Pretty much every scene he was done, he was really cool to watch him do some stuff. Same thing with the ending. Spoilers, if you haven't seen it yet, Luke Skywalker shows up at the end. I, you know, I, I would have gone a different route if I was heading the show, but, you know, that's why I don't, they don't pay me the big bucks. But even even my disappointment with the decision, it was still cool to see Luke be, be a badass and go through the entire ship and just wreck these uh, Stormtrooper robots. So I thought it was a good season overall. Yeah, uh, I, I'm less, uh, I'm very much less cynical than you are. I freaking loved loved season two i think now that i've had time to simmer on it i think i liked season two better than season one and i loved season one for crying out loud so that that's a that's an accomplishment um yeah i'm kind of with you on the boba fett thing um i'm not a huge boba fett fan i know a lot of people out there are i definitely think he's an overrated character Uh, but the way they did bring him in and the way he was kind of used and not quite overused toward the end, yeah, I think was good. So, yeah, that was good. Uh, the Ahsoka Tana uh, reveal, I don't have that much attachment to her because I didn't watch the Clone Wars when they first came out. I've, I've since started watching them again. I had watched season one and season two and then stopped and now I've started watching again, Adam. I don't know if I told you that. Because without Mandalorian in my life, I, I like feel a hole. So I'm trying to fill yeah. it with something Star Wars. So I've restarted watching uh, Clone Wars. And it is a good show. It is a good show. And as for the, the Luke Skywalker at the end, I fucking loved that. I, I know you were disappointed, but man, fuck all that noise. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And and the show is fabulous. The it's, show of twenty twenty. I I'm wondering because the, all the new Star Wars stuff is not out yet. They've they've announced it all pretty much, but they haven't like made it and come out with it. I'm wondering, like I don't know about you. You're you're a huge Disney buff. You're a huge Disney guy. 
if I'm being honest, Mandalorian is the only show I'm watching on Disney. So now that it's like not there, I've got nothing else to watch on that platform at the moment. They've got nothing for me for the most part. They got a lot of like really old shows that are really cool, like the old X-Men cartoons and things like that. They've got all the Marvel movies, but those are like stuff I watch every now and then if I'm in the mood. But like, I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, and that's fine to each his own. That might be the case for you. But like you said, I'm just a huge Disney buff. I watch Disney Plus all the fucking time. And actually, there's two films that were both released in 2020 that, unfortunately, I haven't watched yet. I kind of wanted to watch both of these so I could talk about them when we review our 2020 films. But the live-action Mulan has dropped on Disney+. And I know how much you shit all over that, but... Uh, and the uh, the animated the new animated movie Soul has also just come out to Disney Plus. I have not watched either one of those yet. Those are two films that I'm definitely looking forward to, dude. I watch Disney Plus all the time. Yeah, it's got it doesn't that much for me, but yeah. that's fine. Yep. You know, Disney Plus has probably something for everybody. At least one thing. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but you mentioned it. Like, let's go into our 2020 movies, because right. despite the fact right. that, you know, nobody's going to the theaters, there were movies that came out in 2020, and we did watch some of them, so... Yes, yes. Uh, so, I'm excited to do this. We do, This is something else we do every year at the end of our year. Uh, we already talked about Mandalorian for both of us. It was our favorite show of 2020. So now we're going to talk about our favorite movies of 2020 and our least favorite movies of 2020. Um, we'll see how many of mine are on Disney plus. We'll I'm, see. I'm sure uh, you are the person that you are and you made a list. You love your list. You love, it. I did. You I made, did. I'm, I did not make a list. I'm probably just going to go over a few. I've got 2020 movies pulled up on my phone. I'm probably just going to just go through a few of these on list of the ones that I've seen and just kind of say whether I liked it or not. So, okay. Uh, so this, I'll give you credit there because this was actually hard. I needed to make a list this year for sure because with 2020, with the coronavirus, our movie theaters were shut down. Yeah. So we, we couldn't go to the theater. I don't think I saw an, a movie in the theater this whole year. Like, and I know, I know drive-ins are, are making a comeback. But they were showing classic old films, so I, I didn't go see any of those. So I'm looking at I'm looking at my list here, and every one that's on my list of movies that were released, I watched them at home on my streaming on, on my TV. Same here, pretty much, and that's yeah. what we had to do. Um, so why don't you why don't you go first? Give me give me some give me some ones you didn't like. Okay, let's go let's let's go negative first, and we'll end let's, with positive. Let's go negative first. Okay. So I have a top five, a top, uh, I should say a bottom five of movies that I did not like. And I have a couple honorable mentions. So I'll do, I'll do my, my fifth, fifth least favorite movie of 2020 was the movie Birds of Prey with Margot Robbie as, uh, as Harley Quinn. I've actually seen that. I finally watched that movie. Yeah. Um, you're in, you know, you're right. It's not that good. It's really no. not that good. It's it's better than I'll say this. It's better than I thought it was, but I had lowered expectations going into it. So it just I don't know if it, it felt weird. 
It just felt like a weird movie. It kind of didn't know what it was doing. The whole beginning sequence was like this weird montage, like different things happening all over Gotham with different characters. And I'm like, I don't like the story. Uh, I don't know. It's just Harley Quinn breaking the fourth wall to narrating the entire story. And I'm like, ah, eh, it's it's all right. Yeah, I felt like uh, I felt like it was better than Suicide Squad. Actually, I I think I liked Birds of Prey better than Suicide Squad. Yeah, but Suicide Squad really sucked too. Uh, yeah, it was it was too much trying to be like Deadpool with the with yes. the talking to the cameras, and it just wasn't as funny. And yeah, uh, no, no, I felt I felt that story was better told in the new Harley Quinn cartoon. I felt that story was better better told there. Yeah. So, my number four least favorite movie of 2020 is the movie Bloodshot, starring Vin Diesel. I did not see that one. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. It, it's like a he's like a superhero, but he's like a a fucking uh, soldier who died, who they brought back and turned into some kind of a killing machine. They use him to assassinate people. It's it's stupid. It's stupid. My number three least favorite movie of 2020 is the movie Underwater, starring Kristen Stewart. Didn't see that either. I know how much you love Kristen Stewart. Oh yeah, so she's, I'm surpri- an, she's the I'm best. I'm surprised you missed this one. She's the best actress yeah, around. They are underwater on some oil drilling rig in the bottom of the ocean, and. They drill too deep and awaken some monster and their fucking rig collapses and they're stuck on the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, yeah, bullshit. Yeah, that that old tale. My second least favorite movie of 2020, and I I, I don't know if you're going to give me shit for this one, but I've strongly disliked the the movie Hubie Halloween starring Adam Sandler. I'm not going to give you shit for that because it's not a good movie. I'm not gonna. No, give you, it, I told you the. I made it. I watched. I, I made you watch that for Christmas Cinema, <coughs> and the only reason why I watched it was because I wanted to make you watch it. So. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. We we did a whole course of cinema on it, so I'm not gonna get too deep on it. Just wait till the sequel. Uh, <laughs> are you serious? They're actually making a sequel. That's what I heard. Get the fuck there, out. There is supposed to be a Hubie Halloween 2. Probably, I imagine, for next Halloween. So, Netflix is just giving him money. What do you expect? They're just throwing Adam Sandler all the money in the world. Can't all blame right, Adam my, Sandler, so you got to blame Netflix. My least favorite movie of 2020, and this was such a gut shot for me. I was so disappointed in this, and I was looking forward to it. This was a Disney. This is a Disney movie. And they they spent a ton of money on this. It was going to be a big summer blockbuster release. It's based off of book, uh, young adult books that are insanely popular that everybody loves. And COVID happened, so it never got its release. It went straight to Disney+, Plus, which is where I watched it. And this is the movie Artemis Fowl, starring Colin Farrell. I did not watch that. Yeah, it's terrible. It's it's, uh, uh, it's a cool universe, but the books do it better. This movie just rotten sucks. And I was mad because I wanted it to be good so bad. Okay. 
Um, why don't you do your go ahead and do your top five because well, I have a couple honorable mentions. Oh, I'll do? be real quick with these. Yeah, these are movies that I watched that weren't good. I don't know if you've seen these or not. Uh, the first one is this is Trial of the Chicago Seven. Nope. Which is an Aaron Sorkin. It's on Netflix, and I love Aaron Sorkin. He did West Wing. I love his stuff. But this wasn't good. I, I didn't like it. Uh, the next one is also a Netflix. Uh, this is one, I think, A Course of Cinema. Project Power with Jamie Foxx. Yeah. I think you liked it. I did not. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a pleasant little mindless action flick. Yeah, I, I didn't care for it that much. And the the other one, which is... I shouldn't be surprised, but I'm still disappointed. Wonder Woman 1984. I haven't seen that yet. I didn't like it. I didn't like That's it. That's surprising. And Wonder Woman was, the first one was good, so... Yeah, the first one is good, but the first one's like a war movie. It's not a typical superhero movie. This one's more of like a superhero movie, and I didn't like it. Okay. Are there any 2020 bad movies that I that you have that I didn't say? Or I'm sure there are, but what I was going to say was, since your list is more organized than mine is, why don't you go ahead and go for your... Uh, top five favorites okay and then whatever ones you don't mention that i happen to go through i'll just kind of bring them sure. up real quick great idea we'll do it that way all right so my top five favorite movies of 2020 number five i have borat 2 sasha bear cohen i was gonna bring that one up yeah that's a that's a pretty good one that's a pretty good I, one i liked it it's funny yeah it was a good one uh didn't like it better than the first borat but it was still good uh, number four, this one, surprisingly, I liked it. And the more I've let it simmer, since it's been a while since I've watched it, the more I like it even more. You had me watch this one. That's Palm Springs. I was going to mention Sandberg. that one, too. That's a fun, fun movie. Yeah, I have that as my fourth favorite film of 2020. I liked it. I love Andy Samberg. Okay. Number three, I've got a Disney movie that's on Disney+. Plus. I loved this movie. It made me cry. I've probably watched it two or three times. And that's the movie Onward. It's animated. I, I've seen that too. It, yeah, actually. You saw that? I it's did. with uh, Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. What, did you like it? Uh, it was okay. It wasn't okay. good. It wasn't great. It didn't hit me like your classic Disney movie did, but it was okay. It was an yeah. okay watch if you've got kids. Okay. Onward is my number three favorite movie of 2020. Now, my number two, this is a little bit confusing to me. This is a movie that I love, but most people listening to this are either going to not like it or have never heard of it. I thought this movie came out in 2019, but I checked over and over again, and according to Internet Movie Database and the Internet, this movie was released in January of 2020, so that means it's 2020. And that's the movie Zombies 2, also a Disney Plus movie. I'm trying to think. Is that the musical one? It's the musical. Oh, those you, movies are uh, dog shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, those I love Those movies are it, dog shit. Okay, Horrible. I love it. I have fun with it. It tries, I, mean, I know this. It tries to be what's the what's the um, other version of it? The fairy tale version of it? The Descendants. Descendants. It tries to be the Descendants. They, they caught lightning in a bottle with Descendants, and they're like, "Well, let's just take every other thing and make it like Descendants." It's like what like it's like High School Musical. Like High School Musical caught okay. lightning in a bottle, and then every other thing after is like, "Well, we'll just do what High School Musical did." It's dog shit, is what it is. 
That's fine. You're entitled <laughs> to your opinion, but I love it. I love it. Now, I agree. I, I like Descendants better than Zombies, but I still get a kick out of this, man. I, I, I freaking I freaking think it's gnarly. All right, my number one favorite movie of 2020, and I think I don't think you like this, but uh, here we go. And it's another Disney Plus. Here we go. Uh, the film adaptation of the Broadway play Hamilton. I never said I didn't like it. I just well, don't like I the. Love it. I just don't like the film version of it. What I said was, it, it's like if I watched Phantom of the Op, like if they filmed the stage version of Phantom of the Opera, I wouldn't have liked that either. I either want to be on stage. Singing, I've listened to that album many times in my car. I've just thrown on Hamilton because it's great music. It's 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 a lot mm-hmm. of really good songs on there. Mm-hmm. I think I would have enjoyed it more if I was either in the audience watching it or the film adaptation was like an actual movie adaptation of the play. Like you remember when they made Phantom of the Opera, the movie that was like yeah. an actual like film with actors and wasn't like an onstage performance. Maybe if they would have yeah. done that, I might have liked it more with all the same songs. Same thing they do with Rent mm-hmm. too. The same thing. So mm-hmm. it's it, it it's it's good for what it is, but I just found myself bored watching the onstage performance like at home. Well, hey, that's fine. That's fine. Just like zombies, but my number one and my number two here. You entitled to that, but they I fucking love them. I fucking eat that shit with a spoon. I can't get enough. All right, and I've got I've got quite a few honorable mentions here. Yeah, it's not really and a top the, five if you have a bunch of honorable mentions, Scott. Well, 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 these honorable mentions, they're not great. I'll say this, but when I watched them, they entertained me. And in 2020, dude, we needed entertainment. Every single one of these movies I'm going to mention, in no way, shape, or form, would I ever consider them a good movie. But watching it one time. Keeping me entertained was all, all it needed. So my first honorable mention is going to be Trolls World Tour, which is the sequel to the movie Trolls. Okay. My second one is the movie Safety, which is a Disney Plus original movie. And it's about football and it's a true story about a brother who has to raise his a brother who has to raise his younger brother while he's playing division one football college and like sneak him into his dorms because their mother's a crack whore it's yeah it's a, it's a cool story and the fact that it's true is is fun uh next one is the movie bad boys for life which is uh which is the third bad boys movie with will smith and martin lawrence yeah i heard that was not great it's not it's not by far the weakest of the three movies bad boys 2 and the original bad boys are great. This movie is misses the mark, but I think I love the first two so much that it made me appreciate this movie, even though it wasn't that good. It's like a nostalgia filter. Like you look yes! at your nostalgia filter. That's it. Rose tinted glasses. Exactly. You got it. You got it. All right. The next one, this is one that you made me watch that I, I liked. I enjoyed it. Not a good movie, but fun nonetheless and that's what i like in my films and that's enola holmes on netflix i was going to mention that one too that was a surprisingly good movie for me Um, yeah surprisingly good is a great way to define it i'm becoming a a fan of millie bobby brown i think she's a pretty good actress and i again one of those actresses that i look forward to seeing what she has to do in the future because she's she was very good it was a fun little movie 
that you know your kids could watch most of the movie um, in it, and it's just fun. It's just fun. I hope I hope they make it a sequel because I imagine that would be just as fun. I want to see the continuing adventures of Anil Holmes. And the last one I have, and then I'm done, is a movie most people would not like. It was all over the place. It was silly, but I watched it with my daughters, and they had so much fun with it. And I had fun watching them enjoy it. So that makes me put the movie Doolittle, starring Robert Downey Jr. in my honorable mention. I've thought about watching that, but I've heard a lot of people say that it's one of those movies, again, that like misses the mark, kind of like with Bad Boys. It kind of like, yep. it's not really like the thing. It does. It's not what we remember as, you know fun like maybe you just go back and watch the eddie murphy version of it so yeah it's it's oh it's very different it is night and day different than the eddie murphy version it's not a reboot remake or anything it's a completely different telling of the story uh it's very campy and it's very kid it's very young and immature but cute and funny and and that's why it's here okay um, a lot of the ones that you mentioned, I was going to mention, which is fine. It allowed us to talk okay. about it a little bit, but I have a couple, couple on here. I think, yeah, about two of them. One, like, like you said, you've watched way more, more 2020 movies than I have. Uh-huh. One of them is one that I was disappointed in. One of one is I was surprisingly not disappointed in. Um, okay. the one that I was really disappointed in was the sequel to the Netflix original movie, the babysitter, the babysitter killer, killer queen. I haven't watched that yet. The first movie is a pretty good entertaining movie. It's 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 one of those classic horror movies about like, you know, kids getting chased and killers on the loose and things like that, but it's kind of uh-huh. it kind of subverts your expectations a little bit because in we talked about it in Curse of Cinema, but spoilers, in the original babysitter, it was like the kids were getting hunted by these group of teenagers, but the group of teenagers that were the killers were the ones getting killed off in hilarious and different ways throughout the movie. So I thought, you know, oh, they might stick to that same format or they might do something weird and different. They did the thing in this movie where it was like they found what was good in the original babysitter and then they put the pedal to the metal and turned it up to 11 and it made it almost a little too ridiculous and kind of kind of a little disappointing. It lost a lot of its luster for me. Okay. Um, the other one that I was surprisingly not disappointed in, and that was the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I have not seen it yet. It's not good. It's not like a good movie. It's really not. But it is entertaining to see Jim Carrey be classic Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey that we loved from, um, you know, The Mask, or Jim Carrey that we loved from Ace Ventura, like classic silly on the screen. He's not the serious, he's mm-hmm. not doing a serious role. He's not trying to be like serious. He's just a classic goofy character when he plays Dr. Eggman, Dr. Robotnik uh, in this movie. And it's it's just fun to watch him. Like, I, I couldn't care less about Sonic the Hedgehog for the most part and his token human character that's his sidekick in the movie, whatever. Um, but seeing Jim Carrey, like, be silly and funny was very, very fun. Like, almost every scene he was in, it was like, I want to see more of this. Like, give me more of what Jim Carrey's doing right now. So I would say I was surprisingly not disappointed in that. Okay. Uh, what is that? Is that Sonic the Hedgehog? Is it on any streaming service right now? I no. I think you'd have to rent it on like Amazon Prime. Okay. I don't think it's okay. a, I don't think it's available in anything right now. 
I want to watch it, but I didn't know how you watched it, so. I think we rented it on Prime. Okay. I think that's, right. I think that's I, how I I can do that. It. That's no big deal. Yeah, so. You know, Scott, there's one thing that we forgot to mention that 2020 did bring us this year. And that's the newest, most popular segment of the show, Course of Cinema. It's that time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is Course time. of Cinema is definitely a 2020 positive. It is. And I think we're going to keep doing this through 2021, at least until we run out of movies for each other to watch. Um, <clears throat> and who knows, if we can make it through all of 2021, we'll have many, many, many more movies uh, that we have to go through. But... For anybody that does not know what Course Cinema is, we each pick a movie that the other host has not seen before and that we have seen, and we make them watch it and tell us what they thought about it next the following week. To remind okay. the listeners, you picked for me the movie CB4 on HBO, mm-hmm. and I chose for you to watch Marriage Story on Netflix. Correct. Um, I think you Your went, turn. Uh, yeah, so Your you turn. went first last time. I think I'll go first this time. I went first last week. Your yes. turn to go first. Um, and I'll be honest with you, this movie is really good. Yeah, it's, it's funny, a, right? It's a, it's a fun, funny little movie. It's not like yeah. it's not like your classic comedies where it's like always funny, but like it's those fun kind of like satire esque kind of movies that like every now and then, it's serious sometimes, but every now and then it throws you a joke that you just laugh out loud. I will say this: I have memories of this movie when I was a child. Oh, really? I do. I, rem- I, I There's been a lot of movies. My mother wasn't one of those kind of mothers that like to shield my eyes from everything like certain parents like to do. If she's happened to be watching a movie that had a lot of violence or explicit sexual activity on there, activity on there she never like made me go to my room or like covered my eyes. She's like, I'll play with your toys, you know, whatever. So I was in the room watching this. And the reason why I remember it was because there's a scene that happens in the movie later on where it's like a dual sex scene. Between one of the main characters, uh, uh, Sissy, who is well known for being very promiscuous to very large popular rappers, and Chris Rock characters in um, These Are These characters. And it's Uh basically like a dual sex scene where it's like, kind of like, you could say it's taking place like different nights or different times, whatever, but it's like... Chris Rock's character is having sex with this person as well as Deezer D. And the joke of it is Deezer D is like having like legitimate, like hot, passionate sex with this woman, like getting it in good. But Chris Rock character is like so naive, I guess you would say, or so inexperienced that it's almost like a joke the entire time. Like it ends, it ends with uh, her having sex with him, holding him up like out on the balcony and she's having sex with her, him so hard that his body like turns into like a dummy. Like they use a dummy for it and she's, she's like throwing them all around. And I remember seeing that scene. I'm like, I've seen this fucking flick before. I've seen, I remember the scene when I was a kid, but I can never remember like what it was from. Um, there's a lot of great characters in this too. Like I was surprised uh-huh. to see Phil Hartman. I miss him so much. He's Phil Hartman's always great. Fucking Charlie Murphy's in here. I was like, Holy shit. Charlie Murphy's Char- character is awesome. Gusto it. is amazing. He's, he is amazing. Um, but the, the story is basically about a, uh nwa style rap group that gets started by these like amateur kids um in this small town called low cash <clears throat> and the premise is they basically steal their identities from this character named gusto who's like a real gangster he's like a real hard-hitting gangster and he gets sent to jail 
and they end up stealing like his persona and his identities and the way he talks and the way he moves and basically makes themselves act like real gangsters, even though none of them are from the fucking hood. Like they're not really from the hood. Maybe maybe Chris Rock's character is kind of in the hood and they're like still kind of in like poor areas, but for the most part, like they all live in like okay decent houses. You know the one Deezer uh, D's character, he, uh, Otis. He is um, kind of like a really good older big brother, like to like seven sisters, and he helps with homework and you know plays Super Nintendo with them. And like they're just not the characters that they end up becoming. Um, but they end up doing this so that they could start like a rap career and they have this, you know, rap group thing going on. And it's just a really great, like funny movie. And G- Gusto, who is Charlie the Moose character, breaks out of prison and basically has to hunt down Chris Rock's character because he thinks he ratted him out to the comps and he stole his identity. So he's all pissed off at him. And it's just really fun. I love the nicknames they give him. So we've got Alan Payne, who plays Euripides, Euripides but his rap name is Dead Mike. Um, Deezer D, who plays Otis, his rap name is Stab Master Arson, and Chris Rock character, <laughs> whose name is Albert, is MC Gusto. Uh-huh. And it's just, it's just a really fun. It's clearly a '90s movie, and it's clearly a ripoff from like, um, Straight Out of Compton and things like that. Like those songs. Like one of the songs literally is Straight Out of Low Cash, and that's mm-hmm. literally the song. <clears throat> and it's just yeah. great. It's, it's a fun satire it's not like satire the way scary movies satire but it's just satire in the way that it pokes fun at the idea of like this rap group uh made up of alleged gangsters really aren't gangsters they really are not hardcore gangsters from the hood who've like robbed stores and killed and been in like gangs and shit like that um but it's it's a lot of i i will say this phil hartman's character plays um this like senator or um congressman or whatever. he's some kind of politician yeah he's some kind of politician he's up for like re-election and there's this whole early story where he's on the phone with like his publicist or whatever or his uh, campaign manager and he's telling him like hey look you need to find like look you're down in the votes you need to find like something to grab onto you need to find something to like get the people's attention something to fight against and his son is like rapping to um the, the they call their group CB4 Cell Block Four mm-hmm. and he's rapping to their uh, music and it's all like N word and fucks and bitches and hoes and stuff like that and he, Phil Hartman's characters get this big grin on his face like I think I got some for you and the entire like the entire movie you see him it's him campaigning against like rap music and gangster rap like how you would see in like real life where people would campaign against rock music or rap or video games or something like that saying this is this is in our homes this is ruining our institute this is ruining ruining the family institution this that and the other thing i will say i thought that that story was going to play out more in the movie i thought that was going to be kind of the main story alongside this mc this gusto charlie murphy breaking out of prisons uh story but really honestly once uh they break the rules and he gives them like a whole bunch of rules when they come to do a concert like in his town and shit like that and one of the rules is you can't play the song called sweat off my balls sweat from my balls sweat from my balls yeah and that's the whole point is like they get out there and they start immediately rapping sweat from my balls and so they arrest them but that's like the last you see of his character like you never see him again and then it kind of goes into this gusto storyline. So I'm, I'm fine with it. I didn't need it, but I was surprised that we didn't see more of that. I thought that was going to be more of like the main story. 
but it's still like a fun, funny movie. Like there's a lot of really good fun satire stuff going on in this movie. It's great. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. It's very lighthearted. It's very different from some of the other movies I've given you. Yeah. Uh, a different kind of comedy, which sometimes you need. I love Chris Rock. I love him. I love. I, he does. I haven't seen him in a while, and I'm happy. Even though it's an old movie, I'm happy to watch something with him in it. So, um, he's in that show Fargo. Is he? Uh, that, yeah, I hear that's pretty good. He actually like produces it and stars in it. So I haven't seen him uh, in a while because he does a lot of Adam Sandler like flicks. He does all like a lot of those ones. At least the what is it? The Grown Ups flicks and stuff like that. So I haven't really like watched those, and so I haven't seen him in a hot minute. Yeah, but uh. It's kind of done, CB4 is kind of done at first like a mockumentary. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't last that long. The guy who's the cameraman. Chris Elliott. From, from Groundhog Day, Chris Elliott, who's also the cameraman in this movie, which I think <laughs> these movies came out the same year, which is kind of, kind of a funny thing. I, I They came out around the same time, maybe not the exact same year. But it's just like it, it. It makes me laugh that he's basically playing the same character he did on Groundhog Day. Uh, that was probably done on purpose, if I know Chris Rock well. Oh, you know uh, he was also in Dolomite is my name. I forgot about that. He was in that. Have you seen that one yet? Dolomite is. My I have name? not. I have not watched that yet. No. Oh, add that to the movie list then. Um, okay. So at any rate, uh, it starts off as a mockumentary, like telling CB4's story. Until it catches up to where the camera crew is. And it definitely switches gears to a more like modern style, like satire movie. And like you said, the Phil Hartman storyline where they're fighting this politician who tries to make them a scapegoat of his reelection campaign. He tries to villainize them. That looks like it's going to be the theme of the movie until it isn't when Charlie Murphy's character character gusto breaks out of jail and then that's that's the i i died the idea (laughs) the scene the scene at the end when he's been he's been this character who had sex with um these two the the whole sex scene that i mentioned before sissy he Mm -hmm. charlie murphy's character has been vying for sissy like all the time like all the time he's like oh when are we gonna get together and stuff like that and she but she only fucks like big name rappers like people have big names and stuff like that and people are rich and wealthy and stuff and so they come up with this plan where they're gonna lure Charlie Murphy in with the um, missing the the lie of being able to get with her, and he has this whole sequence when she walks away. He's like, "I'm gonna slip into something more comfortable," where he's like, he's like, under he's down to like his underwear. He's got like striped like tiger underwear on or something like that, and he's doing like stretches and stuff like that, getting ready to have sex. He's like, he's like doing punching motions with like dumbbells. He pulls out a fucking exercise bike and he's like. Going real hard on that. And I was like, oh my god, what the fuck is this dude doing? It's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And uh, the music, the yes. songs. Straight out of low cash, sweat <laughs> from my balls, I'm black, y'all. Like, <laughs> those songs are great. I, I, I have them on a playlist. That's how much I love them. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's a, it's a very it's a very fun movie. If you can watch it, I'd recommend watching it. It's it's fun. Yeah. Okay. So now it's your turn. It's my turn. My turn. Marriage story. Oh yeah. Here we go. Okay, marriage story. Uh let me start off by saying 
that I watched this movie with my wife, who I happened to be married to. That was a mistake. We watched it together. Actually, no, it wasn't a mistake. I, I'm actually glad she watched it with me. I think this movie was done very, very well. I feel like I'm not surprised at all, in the least, that this movie was nominated at Academy Awards for Best Picture. It deserved it. The movie was done awesome. As far as the acting goes, I love Adam Driver. I love him. I think he is such a talented actor, and he did such a great job in this movie. He sh and I'm glad, and he should have been nominated for Best Male Actor in a Leading Role, and he was, and he deserved it. And the next thing goes to Scarlett Johansson, and this is becoming a common theme on this show where I always say, I'll watch anything with ScarJo, which is, in fact, accurate. I will watch anything with ScarJo. Exactly. She, she is sexy and talented and sexy and funny. And did I mention sexy? Right, you might have mentioned it once or twice, but okay. you know, it, it mentioned again doesn't hurt. Okay, okay. So I, I love her, and she did such a great job in this movie. Such a great job. And she was nominated <laughs> for the Academy Award, too. And she deserved it. I feel like it was it was fitting that it was nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor, and Best Actress. I feel like it was a good it was a good call. My problem with it is the story. I did not like the story. What was wrong with the story? And the story was just too fucking real and too fucking depressing. I know. It, it, the movies it's called marriage story it should be called divorce story i'm pretty sure I, I said that when i talked about it like almost a year ago when i watched it <laughs> did you really yeah i, I mentioned uh, i did mention it once on the show i did talk about it a bit like a long time ago the movie is about adam driver's character scarlett <laughs> johansson's character they're a married couple who have a child together and the movie picks up and they're separated and they're going to be going through a divorce. And it seems like it's going to be clean, clear cut, you know, amicable. You know, they're going to do this on their own. And it just, it goes off the rails fast. And, you know, my parents got divorced when I was young. Uh, my wife's parents got divorced when she was young. Uh, Divorce, and I, I have two, not one, but two very good friends who have, one of them is divorced, the other one is going through a divorce. They're just bad. They're just bad, bad, bad. Um, that's not the case for everybody. That's not the case for everybody. Uh, like, in my family's case, like, it turned out for the best. But divorce is kind of a a sticky situation and this movie being a drama it's not a comedy like cd4 was it's it's not an action movie it is a straight absolute fucking drama not like adam driver in star wars or scarlett johansson in the avengers it is very different and sometimes when i watch movies i don't want real adam I want to be taken to a fantasy world. I want I want to be removed 
from the doldrums of 2020, of the shit that happens in everyday life. I don't want to think about this going on in my life. And that's what this movie did. So it's just a personal choice that I didn't like the story, but the movie was so well done. In fairness, the the movie did come out. The acting was so great. The movie came out in 2019 before 2020's shitstorm started, so there is that to take in mind, I guess. I understand, but I mean me watching it in 2020. Yeah. Like, I, I, I wanted happy. And this movie didn't give me much happy. I'm, Does that make sense? It, it makes perfect sense. I'm of the opposite of you when it comes to this story. We get so many movies that you can basically predict the end of it, where it's like they're going to get back together, or they're going to work things out eventually, it's going to be a happy ending, yada, yada, yada. This movie, like you said, is so real. Like, this movie is like what would actually happen in a uh-huh. divorce. Like, she moves on, she moves to California, she meets another guy, he's, he's, Adam Driver's character's, like, not dealing with it well, it's, he still pines for her, even at the end of the movie, you could tell she's, he still loves her, but they know it's not gonna happen, it's just not gonna work out, and it ends with them staying separated. At the end of the movie, he still loves her, and you know what else, Adam, she still loves him. Yeah, absolutely. They're, Hands they, down, they could, without a fact. And that's, and I'm sure that's probably like a real thing that happens to divorce. I'm sure a lot of couples get divorced who still love each other in certain ways, mm-hmm. but they just know them together does not work at all. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Which I think is really, uh, I, I, I think, think it's cool. I think that's cool to see something. Uh, if you want to see, you know, all the story of the two divorcees getting back there, go watch Liar Liar. They get back together at the end. Go watch all those other movies that you want. Like it's cool to see a story that's like, oh, this is real. Like it's not gonna, it's not gonna, it's gonna work out fine, but it's not gonna work out the way you expect. Oh it. yeah, and that's that's probably divorces in real life too. I can speak for mine and and Kristen's cases. I mean, there's bad times and there's good times, and divorces can work out in real life too. But I don't. I just didn't want to see that. I just didn't want to see that, and it's fine. And it's fine. Yeah, and I keep, I, 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 keep, I, I keep saying this. I keep saying this, and I can't say it enough. The movie was so well done. The actors did a fantastic job. That alone makes it a good movie. The story doesn't bother someone like you, and probably doesn't bother most people. I just at the mindset I was in. I yeah, just, you're yeah. saying it's a good, it's a, it's a good movie. It's just not what you where you're mm-hmm. at at the moment. That's all. Right, right. I, I get it. I understand. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, whew. it was heavy. But I watched it with my wife, and she said the same thing I did. She goes, they, they were good people. Both of them were good people, but they sucked at communicating with each other. Yeah. Like, neither one of them were innocent. Like, do you remember the old MTV game show called The Blame Game? I think we've talked about it on this show before. I, it rings a bell, yeah. So the blame game was basically, it was a, such a clever idea. They took a couple that had broken up. And they were usually younger. They usually weren't divorced couple. They were a couple who dated and, and split up. And they put them in a court setting where they actually had a judge on the bench. And they had, one had an attorney and a law- lawyers like uh, representing them. And they both had to present their case to the audience that was like the jury. And they had to say why you broke up. And, and basically at the end, the jury votes who was in the right and who was in the wrong. And if you were the person in the right, 
you like want a vacation. Like if it like <laughs> if it was the other person's fault that you broke up. So when this, I was kind of thinking along those lines. I'm like, okay, is it Adam Driver's fault they're getting divorced, or is it Scarlett Johansson's fault they're getting divorced? And as I'm watching this movie, I want to scream from a mountaintop. It's fucking both of their faults I, because they didn't communicate with each other. I, I agree with you. I think when I mentioned when I was talking about this before, I think I mentioned that I was kind of more on Adam Driver's character's side a little bit than Scarlett Johansson's. Just just a little bit. Because, I was at first, too. At first, I was. Well, it mainly because Adam Scarlett Johansson's big problem that she had was I'm not I'm not fulfilling myself the way that I need to. And you're not helping me fulfill myself like we're not. I want to do this and I want to do that. And I'm stuck here doing this thing. And Adam Driver's character is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, when did, where where'd all this come from? How are you not? You can do whatever the fuck you want. I'm not making you do anything like you can do anything you want to do. Like, but it like I like basically like she's an actress and he's like somebody who owns like a theater like in new york like a like a onstage like lowbrow theater and stuff like that that's a kind theater of, company yeah that did, did did broadway yeah and that's and that's kind of what it is and she's like mm-hmm. i want to move on and do this and that and everything and he's like I, you never fucking told me this shit like i thought everything was cool like you didn't say this and mm-hmm. it goes to your communication thing so communication so so and and he didn't do a very good job of listening. Exactly. But she didn't do a very good job of communicating. So she's from California. She was an actress in Hollywood. He lives in New York and he's an act he's a actor on the stage on Broadway and stuff and a director, which is what he's doing now. Yeah. And his life revolves around New York. She is with him in New York. But eventually she wanted to go back to L.A. She said, we always talked about this. We we were going to eventually go back to California, but he never really wanted to. If this was so important to her, she needed to sit him the fuck down and explain. Because he just thought it was just talk. Yeah. Like, he, ne- he never took it serious. Yeah, he's a fucking guy. I'm a guy, too. Like, you need to fucking spell it out. And you need to say, hey. Look, look me in this the is eye. So- and say yeah this is very important to me and if he cares about you which i think he did then he'll make it work he'll do something i know he had a good thing going in new york with his stage company he didn't he didn't want to he didn't want to lose that but at the same time he also doesn't want to lose his wife so we'll work on this we'll figure something out he wasn't even willing to figure it out but she wasn't even willing to sit down and say Hey, this is something that means a lot to me. That's all they needed to do. Probably so I was, and then and then he he did sleep with another woman. When they were separated at the time, so it's not he didn't sleep. I yeah, it doesn't matter really. But I'm just gonna say they were separated at the time that she had sex with this other woman. They were separated, but they were still living in the same house. He was just sleeping on the couch. Yeah. And the, and he said the only reason, because they hadn't had sex in a very long time. But still, that's wrong. That's it wrong. Is. In my book, cheating, it, even if you're separated, I, I still feel like that's wrong. You should wait it is. until the divorce is final. That, that's just my, I know some people are going to disagree with me on that one. That's just, that's my rule book. I the probably my favorite part of the movie was when they had the argument in his apartment. That was probably yep. like the moment where it was like it showed their acting chops 
like hardcore. Yep. Adam Driver was like so passionate, and he even said some real fucked up shit there too. Like he said some real yep. messed up shit in that argument. Yep, I th- that that was a great scene. I think the moral of the entire movie, the my takeaway with it was lawyers ruin everything. Lawyers ruin everything. Yeah, the lawyers were the worst ones, and how fucking heartless they were. It was um, until she lawyered up. It was going to be like an amicable split. There was going to be a split yep. everything down fifty fifty. We you know, we're going to share everything. We're share the kid and everything like that. And then we're just going to go our separate ways. And then the fucking lawyer, this bitch, came into the fold and was like, "Look, she got she got Laura Dern. You Laura can, Dern played her. Who I I love. She's Laura great. Dern. She did a great job. Uh, once she did that, that opened Pandora's box. Uh, at first, Adam Driver's character." He got Alan Alda. I love Alan Alda. He He's got so Alan cool. Alda to be his his representative, and he was such a nice guy, his character. But you could tell she was going to eat him alive. And it was one so, of those. He was one of those kind of lawyers that was like, "I've seen it all. I've seen all the shit. You're the dad. You're not going to win. Let's just try and make this as simple and right. uh, har- harmless as possible." Instead, then he drops him and he goes and gets Ray Liotta's attorney. Who is more of a cutthroat, ruthless... Yeah, like a sports and, star kind of attorney. Like, let's fucking do this, man. Let's go. Dude, and, and the crazy thing was, and this is so real when it comes to attorneys, before they went into trial, like Laura Dern and Rayler, they're like talking to each other, like they know each other. He's talking about coming to a charity event. She says, okay. They go into the courtroom and they berate and belittle and attack each other. They're fucking ruthless. They're like, they have bloodlust. Yeah. And then when it's over, it's a fucking job for them. They're like back to being friends and, oh, it's not personal. I understand what you're doing. I'm doing the same thing. I could not do that, yeah. man. It That's tough. That That's like, like a different that's kind of, that's a different kind of animal right there. Yeah, right? Right. Did you see how they were in the courtroom? Yeah compared to how they were before and after they were like they were buddy buddies before and i was like oh this is gonna be interesting and then they got in the courtroom and like they go they go at each other they're not even going at each other's clients they're going at each other the lawyers themselves are like trying to debase each other themselves and i'm like oh shit it got hardcore real quick it reminds me of my cousin Vinny, which is arguably my favorite courtroom it's great it's amazing okay so yeah, so Joe Pesci's character, and then there was the other attorney that he was with, who was, like, letting him use his hunting camp, letting him use his office, run, like, being as nice as he can. But then when he's in the courtroom, he's doing nothing but trying to beat him and, like, doing whatever he can to win. And then when it was over, like, he goes up to him with a smile on his face. He's like, that was great. Yeah, that yeah, was I did, uh, you put a, you, like, you had me on my heels. You had me on my toes. Yeah, right? Like, that's how attorneys are. It's not personal for them. It's a fucking job. <laughs> like, how do you human? How are you a human? It's like it's like football or basketball. You know, when you're playing each other, you're the enemy. You are the enemy and I'm going after you. But you may go have a drink with this person afterwards or whatever. Yep. Yep. That's crazy. Um, all right. All right. We talked about it a long time. Let's go ahead and pick um, our next movies for next week's Chorus of Cinema. Okay. Um, Scott, I'm going to give to you, and you know what? I said it earlier, and now that I'm thinking about it over this segment, I think I'm going to give it to you. I want you to watch Dolomite Is My Name on Netflix. Okay. Starring Eddie Murphy and a number of other really great actors. 
whose name I'm not going to mention at the moment because I don't remember them off the top of my head. But it is it is a, one of my favorites of mine. It is a 2019 movie again, and it's just fun. So Dolomite okay. is my name on Netflix. Okay, sir. I'm going to give you an interesting pick here. It is on Hulu, and you are going to watch the movie The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then the Bigfoot. I was wondering when you were going to give me this one. You're getting it now. <laughs> the man who killed Hitler and what? And then the Bigfoot. And then the Bigfoot. Yeah, it's a mouthful, but it that's is. the title. And it's on Hulu, like I said. All right. So to remind everybody, my pick, the man who killed Hitler and then Bigfoot on Hulu and Scott's is going to be Dolomite Is My Name on Netflix. Okay, we're going to do something a little different to close of the show. Usually that's the last segment that we do for the day, but we had a we had an interesting idea, and we thought we would do it for the last show of 2020. Um, we are going to go through... We basically made a list of our top favorite and our least favorite course of cinema movies that we gave each other that we had to watch. Okay. Um, so we kind of did that. We're going to do this, roll this off real quick, because we've already talked about these movies before. Um, but, um, we can go through them real quick. So you went first with your bottom three movies of 2020. So I think if you don't mind, I'll go first with my bottom three of course of cinema. Sounds good to me. Okay. Um, for my number three, least favorite, I would have to say, um, finding purpose. And the reason why I picked this as my least favorite, I think is I understand what the movie was doing. But I think the time that I watched it, I was real tired. I was in the middle of the semester. I was stressed out. I think the time that I watched it probably made it a little bit less for me. It kind of I I couldn't like react to it the way I think you wanted me to react to it. I okay. kinda, I kind of just like was bored the entire time and disappointed with the movie. But I understand what it was going for, and I know it was like an indie lowbrow kind of flick. So, but I would right, say that's probably right. like my least or my number three on the list so i gotta be honest i thought that was gonna be your number one least favorite because when we talked about it on course of cinema you shit all over it so i'm actually surprised it's as low as number three yeah so now so now i'm very very curious to see what your two and one are yeah and now i'm even more motivated (laughs) to give you finding purpose too (laughs) in the near future here in course of cinema oh god um yeah i I think it wasn't my bottom because upon reflecting on it i did understand what it was so i didn't make it my least favorite okay um secondly my second number two on the bottom list is the beach bum i put that on number two really i I just don't. I thought it was not a great movie, and he, the reason ah. the reason why I didn't think it was a great movie was my same reason why I said I wasn't a fan of it when it started. Like it was fine, it was okay, but there's no redeemable characters. It's a movie uh, trying to praise a bad person, like the dude that played the the dude that I can't remember their name, but the dude that was the beach bum. I don't remember his name in real life. Uh, Matthew McConaughey played him. His name was Moon Dog. Moon Dog. That's what I was saying. The dude, the guy, the Moon Dog, the character himself. Like, it tried to portray Moondog as, and I love Matthew McConaughey, but it tried to portray Moondog as, like, this, this, just, uh, uh, this artist that is, like, you know, he's, like, he's got a lot of soul to him, and he's got a lot of greatness to him, but people don't understand him, and people don't understand the kind of genius at work with him, and so he does all this stuff, and I'm like, dude's a shithead. Dude's a fucking shithead. Like, and his poems, uh, from what I 
heard in the movie. I don't know if those are fully accurate or not. I would imagine, hopefully they are, if it's a movie about his life, and he kind of said them out loud. They're shit. Poems are yeah, kind of shit. Yeah, you can... I'm not much of a poet, poetry kind of guy, but he like this is based off of a true story. Like He was a real guy. You could go online and look up some of his poetry, and that's that's pretty accurate. I, I kind of tried. Maybe I was looking up the wrong thing, but I tried to look up like <laughs> real poetry from him, and I couldn't really find like a good source for it. Um, okay. So, but it, like the the poem that he when he was receiving his award at the end of the movie, and he was in front of all those highbrow hoity tweety characters wearing the tuxedos and the glittery dresses and the jewelry and the fine the fine china at the dining table, and he was mm-hmm. accepting his award, and he was reading off his poem about how he likes to fuck pussy and like lick pussy and all this other shit and he like he likes fucking like the this woman and shit like that who is i'm assuming he's referring to his ex-wife who died early in the movie like he likes to talk about like like fucking her and stuff like that and doing all this stuff and all the hoity-toities were looking like oh he's such a genius he's such a no because if those people heard some random person on the street talk about the shit they would say oh my word who what is this person talking about so it's it's trying to praise somebody who i don't think is really i mean it's just me i don't think he's that much of a genius Honestly, you know, I think he's more. Okay. I think he's more of a bad person than he's a genius. And the movie was trying to praise him as if he was really good. Um, okay, hey, it's 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 your list. Yeah, yeah. I just I really happen to like that movie, but uh, that's okay. Your list, go ahead. Um, the la- number one movie that I found least enjoyable in this entire course of Simmons segment that we did in 2020, Snow White and the Huntsman. I thought that was going to be your number two. Nope. Because you shit on that movie a lot, too. I, okay. it's a, I think it's a very bad movie, despite the Charlie Theron stuff, and despite the Christopher uh, Chris Hensworth stuff, who mm-hmm. are very good in the movie. And I would argue Kristen Stewart playing Snow White isn't really that bad. I just think the story sucks. It's a shitty... It's a not a great it's not a great movie there's a lot of plot holes that they just try to explain away as like oh yeah yada 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 and also they didn't use real little people to play the dwarves that 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 kind of burned my brisket a little bit too i'm like there's plenty of little people in hollywood that can play these characters so you know use them they just use big name actors on their knees so okay yeah that that would have to be my uh my number one least favorite Okay, I, I enjoy Snow White and the Huntsman. That's fair. But I, fair. I kind of, I kind of figured you'd hate it. <laughs> uh, and, and and when I was thinking, I'm like, what's Adam gonna have as his worst list? I thought you'd have Finding Purpose at one, and I thought you'd have Snow White and the Huntsman at two. Just gauging off of when we talked about them live on Chorus of Cinema, how much you crapped on the movies. I'm surprised at Beach Bum. I, I, I don't think. I didn't think it was a top three, but I got two out of three guessed right for you. So, okay. Yeah. Um, go, why don't you go ahead and give your bottom three, and then we'll just end the show with our top three. Sounds good. I'm curious to know if you've tried to make a prediction about what you thought my three were. I got a few ideas. I got, I got okay, a few okay, ideas. Okay. All right, be honest, because I was honest to you. I got two out of three. Okay, so my number three, least favorite film, of course, of cinema, and... I don't know why I never watched this movie before you made me watch it for Course of Cinema. And now I'm kind of glad that I never watched it before you made me watch it for Course of Cinema because it was very disappointing, very much a letdown. And that is the movie Red Dragon. Okay. I, I, love, I love Silence of the Lambs. It's a great movie. I just, this one wasn't good. 
I don't blame you there. I don't think yeah. it's a very good movie either. It, it wasn't good. My number two, talked about this earlier, the movie Hubie Halloween. I thought that was going to be on there. I, I figured okay. you would say that. Yeah, movie sucked. Uh, it's, it's my second least favorite film, of course, of cinema. And my number one is the movie Bad Ben. I thought that was going to be on there, too. Okay. Honestly, okay. That, I did think that was going to be on there. So you got two out of three yeah, also? I thought you were okay. going to put, like, um, Happy Time Murders as, like, oh, you know, it's it's fine, but it's, like, not really all that great. So I thought you would mm-hmm. put something like mm-hmm. that on there. but No, no. Uh, about Bad Ben, I, I respect the low-budget indie B-movies. I enjoy them. Uh, this one, I don't know. And it's kind of like what you said for Finding Purpose. I might have not been in the right mind frame to watch something like this. Because under other circumstances, I think it might have been okay. Uh, I respect the shit out of the guy who did this. Because he wrote, produced, directed, and starred in this movie all himself. Not only did he star in it, he's the only fucking person in it. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. I guess it's kind of easy to direct a movie when you're only directing yourself. Yeah. Uh, Cut. Can, uh, can we but, do another take on that? Okay, yeah, we can do another take. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. But no, I respect that. That's innovative. That's innovation. I love that. Uh, just the find the found footage trope is old. Mm-hmm. Since Blair Witch Project did it, I, I'm over it. The Paranormal Activity movies, I'm over it. So that's just a personal thing. And that's why it got number one. Uh, that is, but yeah, re- respect fair. the hell out of the guy. Respect the hell out of him for doing it. <clears throat> All right, then let's uh, go ahead and move to our top three favorites. And I think you'll okay. be surprised at my number three. I think you're going to be shocked. And I have a reason for why that why I picked it for my number three. My okay. number three was Magic Mike. I am surprised. I'm going to tell you why. It subverted my expectations for the story. When okay. every single commercial I ever saw for this movie trailer, every single thing I ever heard about the story was like, oh, it's a bunch of fucking my sexy guys up on the stage dancing, Channing Tatum and all these other sexy actors, like big muscles and stuff like this up there dancing. I was like, oh, yeah, it, it, it's a, it's for the women and I get it. It's fine. But it kind of subverted my expectations whenever the actual story itself, because first of all, mm-hmm. it had a story. Like it had mm-hmm. an actual like real story, and I'm like, yep. oh, okay, like this, and it was for the most part fairly interesting, and it was another one of the stories where you assumed at the end everything was going to work out, you know, the love interest brother who was dancing also with Channing Tatum would, you know, you know, recognize that he was going down a dangerous path and like might change his ways. It's like, nope, that didn't happen. He went to uh, he went with uh, um, what's his fuck's name. Can't remember the name, his name in the movie, but he went with the, the rest of the dancers to you know the new club and everything like that, and he kept doing drugs and you know all this other stuff, and mm-hmm. it turned out to be more of like a weird kind of love story between Channing Tatum and this other character, this actress, and I it 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 was an actual story, so that's right. kind of why I put it for number three. It surprised me, so I, I love this movie and I'm really glad you liked it this much. Uh, yeah, for all those reasons you said, I agree with. But Magic Mike 2, don't watch it because it doesn't have a story. Okay. 
good. I, I'm, I'm, glad. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad you okay. told me that. Okay. Um, number two, you may may or may not be surprised about this one. I don't know. I picked Hamilton. Yeah, I I'm very surprised. I thought I really thought you didn't like this movie. I don't. Again, I'm gonna say this. I don't like it as a movie. I like it. I like the performance, and I like the acting that goes on in it. I like the story, and I like the music. It's just the way that I watched it is not the way I would have preferred to watch it. And it's like I said, I still listen to this movie like in my car. If I'm driving down the road, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to listen to Hamilton songs. So it introduced me to a lot of... I was never going to watch this movie originally. But it managed to introduce mm-hmm. me to this soundtrack that I really enjoy. And I really mm-hmm. enjoy the acting. And I thought it was like a really good experience. Again, like if I if I ever saw this movie like it was going to be on... Ever found a way in a million years to see it live... I would absolutely jump at the opportunity to do that because I think it's a big better live performance than it was on on video on stage. Right. So that's kind of why I picked it. Like it's not a bad movie. It's just the way that I watched it. I was a little less in, uh, interested in it at the time. Um, okay. And the number one movie I picked, which I don't know if I think you might uh, assume this one, Fallen. Yep, that was what I thought you'd have as Fallen number one. Fallen is my favorite course of cinema movie that you picked for me. That is such a good fucking movie. And yeah, another And another movie where it you think you know what's going on, and then it, you know, snap at a finger, 180s you, and you're like, oh shit, that's mm-hmm. not even really, what's going on? That's not who we're listening to the entire movie, it's somebody else. Right, And right. it's a great fucking movie. Like, I'm, I'm shocked I've never seen it before. It's got fucking, it's Denzel Washington, John Goodman, the great actors, I love them so much. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, uh, that was my pick. I thought you picked that as number one because when we did it on Course of Cinema, you were raving about it. And, oh, so good. and I love it. I love that movie. It's one of my favorite. I guess you could call it a horror or a suspense or a thriller. It, yeah, it's, definitely, uh, it's definitely in the realm of a scary movie. I would call it like and, a suspense mystery thriller kind of thing. Yeah, it, and it, it's definitely one of my favorites as far as scary movies go. Yeah. All right, awesome. Okay, so my top three is boring because I've already mentioned some of them, so we'll do it again. My number three favorite is Enola Holmes. I'm surprised that's your top three. Like, you said you it's liked it, but you said it was kind of like, it's okay. Yeah, I, I went through my list, and they were all right around the same category, except for my number one. There was one, and it's kind of like the same thing for you. Like, there was no doubt in your mind that Fallen was number one. There was Fallen and there was everything else. Yeah. For me, for me, one of the movies you picked was just my favorite. And then there was everything else. Okay. My number two favorite was Palm Springs. I thought that would be on there. I did think Yep. That. And my all-time favorite, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I'm, I'm surprised that, too. That actually kind of surprised me. I know you said you liked it, but I didn't think it would oh, be your yeah. top three. Um, I like it even more now that I've let it simmer. It's I a, feel like I need to do that with movies. I, think I need to take I think that's time good. and reflect. I yeah. think that's good. I think it's almost better to do that than watching it and then immediately talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Evil Dead 2 was really close to Enola Holmes. That was one that I was going back and forth between those two. So that was the only other one that was close. All right, I'm pleasantly surprised about that. That's great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did it. Well, that's it. We did that's it. it. We made it through 2020. Oh, We're almost we there. We're almost oh. freaking there. Uh, happy, happy 
Christmas, Merry New Year's to you all. I'm really happy that you guys can stick with us through Forty Distraction in 2020. I hope that we gave you some some good entertainment through this quarantined and virus-filled world that we have going on yes. here. Remember, yes. share us with your friends. Tell your friends that we're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Search Forty Distraction at Podcast FYD on Twitter. Search Forty Distraction on Facebook. We're on there. We're also on Spotify and Google Play. Podcast FYD. We are still a member of the Be Real Podcasting Network, however, uh, uh, Podbean, and search Movie Guys Podcast. Also, they upload them to YouTube, so search it on there. And we are still a member, which is another big thing that happened, I think, in 2020. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot to yeah, mention we, that. Yeah. How, how could we forget? Now, we saved, we saved the best for the end, Scott. That's what it is. We are a member of the electronic media collective head to electronic electronic media collective.com and listen to us on there and tell them what a great job so do you have mm-hmm. anything special you're looking forward to in the year of 2021 any hopes anything that you might be planning on uh planning on for uh without without getting all mushy for our listeners we're already running a little bit short on time here but uh you know I want things to get back to normal for everyone. I want everyone who's been affected by the global pandemic and the year 2020, uh, if you lost your job, if you're a small business owner and your restaurant or bar had to close down, you know, I want things to get better. If, you, if, you're vac- if something as simple as your vacation got canceled or you ke- your kids at home doing virtual learning, I just want things to return to the way they used to be, the way that we're accustomed to. That's that's very very nice and very pleasant. That's that's a yes. that's a great way to look at things, Scott. 